Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian. Thank you all for staying. You may be seated. Some of you want the extra credit, and some of you need the extra credit. I'm looking at you, Sally. We know that your stuff isn't up to snuff. So uh, today, it's the extra credit for the Arcanist. We're going to go over some of the archetypes and then talk about we each built one Arcanist and talk about them. Now, if you remember, we just talked about the Arcanist is the full spellcaster mixture of the sorcerer and the wizard. Right. And what I'm really happy with here is that our very first archetype is by far the strongest archetype. Oh, which one? Uh, this would be the Blade Adept. Oh, you mean the one where they get a sword? Yeah. The, wiz- the wizard that gets a sword. Hey, now that exploit where you can change your weapon. Which was the best one. Which was the best one really can apply now. All right, so the Blade Adept. It gets a black blade. If any of you know the Magus archetype black blade, you get a sentient weapon. I always thought it was Magus. Am I wrong? I don't know. I told you many times that you hooked on phonics. I've always called it Magus. <laughs> you know what our problem is? Is it's only us. So, like, if we have a disagreement, there's no, like, third party to go, well, actually, you know, it's this. You know, we both just have <laughs> different opinions. <laughs> but if any of you know the Magus, Magus, whatever, they have an archetype called Black Blade where they get the sentient Black Blade that's a one-handed piercing or slashing weapon. It's basically that, but, you know, just piled onto a one-half BAB class with a D6 <laughs> So let's look at exactly what they're giving up. So you give up a lot of your exploits. Remember, a lot of your exploits are very powerful. You give up a lot of your exploits to get a black blade. You're losing a total of three exploits to get your black ba- blade, essentially. And the black blade has a small pool where you can use it to enhance it, give it like a plus one bonus and some things like that. Also, you do lose some of your exploits, but instead of picking exploits, you can also pick some Magus Arcana and some feats instead of your regular exploits. Like, you can take weapon focus and weapon specialization, because again, you just love being one half BAB and being in melee range and hitting people with a sword. It's the worst one on the list. I can't think of any reason to take this just because I I can't over the magus. Yeah, I I can't say it enough. You have you have one I, even more. You have one good save. Will you have a d six hit die and you have one half bab? You have no place going into melee and hitting someone with a sword. We already talked about how the arcanist has two ability scores. You need to pump stuff in. Now you need to add some more to strength. And maybe dexterity. And maybe constitution. Uh, yeah, right. Because uh, you're going to be in melee. That's right. And I've heard people like argue, like, oh, I can hit him with color spray, and then while they're disabled, then I walk up and hit them. Well, you know, that's what the rest of your team is for. You do the color spray part, and then hey, they hit them hey, with the swords. It's African-American spray. <laughs> Are you from the 80s? <laughs> I'm just glad that the book has uh, when they decided whose art should we do, which which archetype they picked the blade adept. It is the ugliest looking thing. The sword looks cool. Give him that. Yeah, but well, I mean, it's appropriate that he's ugly and like emaciated because that is what an arcan an arcanist is an emaciated person because they're weak <laughs> oh i thought it was just so that they could further convince you not to pick this <laughs> archetype i don't want to look like that now i don't want to say it's completely invalid to take this archetype i can imagine some multi some form of multi-classing working with this the problem i have with multi-classing with it is that a lot of the black blades abilities scale off your arcanist level uh Taking this into, like, Eldritch Knight might work, but mm. I still feel like other... Be like, a Magus. Um, also, Magus variant multi-class from the Unchained book might work with this. You get some of the abilities of the Magus mm-hmm. as you take this class and some prestige classes. And then, like I said, I don't want to say it's completely invalid, because I can imagine, like, some people do do Eldritch Knight, which is, like, Fighter 1, Wizard 5 into Eldritch Knight. Well, you can be Blade Adept 5... You know, Fighter 1, or maybe, you know, Inspired Swashbuckler. You could do some really, it's, you could do some fancy footwork. You, you really need to know your stuff if yeah. you want to take this. It, like, it presents itself as something you can just take, and I don't believe that you can. You can't just be a full Blade Adept, level 20 Blade Adept, because you, you have two iterative Well, you attacks. can, but your party will hate you. <laughs> you have two iterative attacks at level 20. Your have par- fun. Your, 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 <laughs> your party will dislike you very much. And for good reason. Let's go to the next one, and this is the Blood Arcanist. It's a good one. It's a short one. It pretty much is, you remember that exploit you could take that gave you a Sorcerer's Bloodline? 
This is it, but on steroids. You get the full suite of bloodline benefits. You get, well, not all the bloodline benefits. You get just the bloodline powers. You don't get the extra class skills for having a sorcerer bloodline. You don't get the bonus spells for having a sorcerer bloodline. And you don't get access to the bonus feats like a sorcerer bloodline. And you're giving up four exploits to do this. Level 1, 3, 9, and 15. Right. So, you know, not that not bad. If you really like a bloodline and it's really central to your character idea, but you still want to be an Arcanist, no reason not to take this. And I think a lot of Sorcerer bloodlines get enough powers to justify losing four exploits. Tell us about the next one, the Brown Fur Transmuter. The name is a bit of a misnomer. You're just better at transmutation spells. It just so happens that a lot of them change you into an animal, but, you know, not necessarily a furred animal. You could be, like, a lizard or a dragon, as we're going to see. But mechanically, what do they lose? You lose an exploit. You you just give up some exploits to do this. So an exploit level 3, an exploit level 9, and it changes your capstone. At level 3, whenever you use a transmutation spell to increase an ability score of someone, like you cast bowl strength on someone or aspect of the beast on somebody... You pick one of those ability scores you increase, and you raise it two higher than normal. Which, you know, that's pretty good. If it was an exploit, I'd probably take that if I was a buffer. Right. So that's not bad. It's just replacing an exploit. At level 9, again, replacing another exploit, you are allowed to cast transmutation spells with a range of personal on other people as a touch spell. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Like, There's a reason spells are called personal. Like, like it's, to, it's to stop people from just making everyone super awesome. Right. Like, mage... No, not mage armor. Shield is personal only. You can't just drink a potion of shield or something like that. Right. In this case, one of the really important spells to look at is Form of the Dragon 1, 2, and I think there's a third one. Form of the Dragon is an incredibly powerful spell that typically only wizards and sorcerers get access to because it changed you into a goddamn dragon, <laughs> which, you know, are good at everything. Now you can cast that on the party fighter or the party barbarian and have a raging, frothing dragon running at your enemies. Right. Hey, listen, just because you turn into a dragon doesn't mean all of a sudden you're frothing and raging. Let's try to break the stereotypes, I was, I, Christian. I was stereotyping the barbarian. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's okay. We all know that's, that's true. That's true. We know that's true. <laughs> now, it replaces your amazing capstone. If I recall correctly, it was just you can basically swap your spells out. Yes. I forget. No, you can use your Arcane Reservoir to get spells back. And then you can use that to cast it at a much higher caster level or something like that. It does replace that. Any transmutation spell you cast is extended for free. That ability score increase goes up to 4 instead of by 2. And now, instead of casting range of personal spells as touch spells, they have a range of 30 feet. That's pretty good. It's alright. If you're you're into transmutation, this sounds like the thing to do. But capstones are usually like... Kaboom! Look at that. Something new. Something iconic. This is kind of like what you were doing the whole time, but slightly better. <laughs> like, extended meta magic. That's pretty cheap. And ability score increased by 4. Okay, when you slap on a form of the dragon, you're giving someone, like, 16 strength. It's getting a bit ridiculous. And the range of 30 feet. Like, it's not, like, something that sticks out that says, Ooh, look at this. It's more like you're now better at what you were already doing. Right. I think something we need to look at when we look at all of these archetypes is there were so many good exploits that, like, you couldn't possibly pick all the ones you wanted. So if you're giving up exploits, they've got to really be worth it and better than the exploits that are already available to non-archetype users. Would you say that this is worth losing those exploits? And, like, again, you're only losing two here, and most campaigns don't go to level 20. So if you're going to be floating around level, you know, 3 or 9, and you're going to be buffing people with transmutation magic, no reason not to pick this, because it's just as good as some of the exploits you lose, if not better in some cases. Eldritch Font. Uh, now, this is where I can just summon Cthulhu at will, right? Back off and just let him walk through town, not even noticing, and just as he eradicates everyone's minds. CR 25 creature summoned at level 1. Sounds right, yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right. It, 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 it's situational. It's like, he's, he's like, he's like, he's like a, a man walking through uh, uh, the ground with a bunch of ant hills. You don't even notice you're destroying it, but you're just destroying their entire world. Also, the ants are crazy, and they lost their sanity. And now they're killing each yeah. other. <laughs> um, that's level one. Level two. <laughs> the king, the in, color the king in yellow. You can summon him now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, 
I like this capstone ability where you turn into Cthulhu. That's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> like it's like Bruce Willis, you're Cthulhu the whole time. <laughs> I, I, I just have, I'm slightly concerned. I know it's not a big concern, but I think you might overshadow some of your allies in that point of the game. But they can just pick Blade Adept. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. All that we haven't actually talked about the Eldritch font at all. Tell me about them. Eldritch font is a unique archetype. It doesn't really replace much. You lose some exploits, and you basically get a secondary arc res pool, kind of like how you can use your arc res to increase the DC and cash level some spells. You get an additional use of that. You can tap into your Eldritch font to do some power manipulation, become more powerful for a short amount of time, but at a cost, which is the whole flavor of this class. You become more powerful, but at a cost. So right off the bat, as an Eldritch Font, you can cast one more spell per day of each spell level, but you can prepare one less spell. So you're casting more, but you have less versatility. Mm -hmm. This doesn't really matter because you can switch spells out yeah. for an arc res point when you take that. It was pretty cool. I mean, that, that's yeah. a good synergy. I like that a lot. But you, yeah, if you take, you can cast one more spell per day, but you can prepare one less. But again, preparing doesn't really matter because there's an exploit for that. Now, level three, replacing an exploit. <laughs> it could be like a... I know it's, there's a meme somewhere in there. For, there's an exploit for that. There's, a, there's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> there's an exploit for that. At level three, replacing an exploit, you can activate an Eldritch Surge. When you do this, you, you activate it as a swift or free action, I forget which, and the caster level or DC by a spell you cast that round becomes increased by two. After doing this, you become fatigued. Kind of like the uh, barbarian. Kind of, you except to like a, a rage. This doesn't go away. You oh. can, this doesn't go away after a few minutes. This doesn't go away if you cast a spell. This can only go away by resting, it specifies. If you use this again while you're fatigued, you become exhausted. Now, there is no limit to the amount of times you can use this per day. But when you do, you're fatigued and then you're exhausted. And the limit is, if you're exhausted, you can't do it anymore. Right. So you can really effectively only do this twice a day. But caster level or DC by two is pretty significant. So it's kind of just like stacked on top of other stuff. This becomes powerful as time goes on. More powerful as time goes on, though. At level seven... Wait, is this... At level 7, you can use Eldritch Surge to re-roll an attack roll associated with a spell or re-roll any of the damage dice of a spell. I like that. that. That's a neat one, yeah. Like, you happen to roll some 1s in your big Maximize Intensified... Well, not Maximize. In your big Intensified Fireball, re-roll them and do more damage. At level 13, again, these are giving up exploits for each one of them, you can force an opponent to re-roll a saving throw that they just made against one of your spells. I am I actually like both of these ones, the ones that get 7 and 13 here. Uh, when I make some human fighters, I made a couple ones where I just really go all out on the luck feats. You can get as much of luck feats where you can re-roll stuff. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of re-rolling. There's some feats that synergize with this. Um, there's um, Strong Comeback, I think it's called, where if you're able to re-roll, you add 2 to it. So if you know that you have the ability to re-roll often, you take that feat. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's pretty cool. I, I really like this idea of... It's you know fitting into that manipulative. You know I'm the I'm the kind of the the, um, the flavor guy. I like the manipulation of the magic. And this guy, he's really going on on it. He's got so much inside him. When he uses it, it hurts him. But he's able to really continue to adjust the magic as he uses it. He can make it harder for you. He can make you reroll that saving throw. He can you know make his attack or damage rolls higher. I like it. I like it a lot. I just wish it was, like, more accessible at later levels. Like, you stay fatigued for longer until you become exhausted. Because only using this once or twice per day at a huge cost. Because when you're exhausted, you have, like, what, a minus four or minus six to your strength and dexterity or something like that? Yeah, but I'm not really using my strength that much. You're using your dexterity, though. I guess for touch attacks. Yeah, and your AC. You know, you shouldn't be getting hit. But if you think you can stay safe while being fatigued or exhausted, mm -hmm. you know, that's when you can use it. Or at the end of the day, and you know this is your last fight of the day, and you want to go all out, you want to go supernova, then this is when you do it. Listen, the final battle, you got to leave nothing on the field. This is when you use this, you know what I mean? When you, you, you have that empowered, uh, maximized fireball. And you know what? I, I didn't like the, the damage roll. Didn't really come up to snuff. Reroll it. <laughs> now they do replace the. Did you, did you dodge it? Oh yeah, reroll that saving throw. <laughs> they do replace the capstone for this archetype. You could spend one hour studying your spell book, and doing so, you can prepare all new spells, and you regain a uh, number of points in your Arcane Reservoir equal to half your level, so 10. I don't know why they have to specify that, because if you reach level 20, it's literally 10. 
Uh, you can only do this once per day. Now, you don't get more spell slots, but you do get the 10 points in your Arc Reservoir. So that's pretty... If you have the hour to rest and you can just get 10 more points in your Arcane Reservoir, it's pretty strong. You know, that's 10 more points of plus 1 caster level, plus 1 to the DC, or plus 2, because you probably have point potent magic by this point. So I know my, my, my players, like, they've just went through a day of fighting. they got to go into the next room. They're like, well... I've got no more heals. My, you know, our cleric has no more heals left. Our paladin's got no more, uh, you know, smite evil. But we gotta go in. Imagine if, like, you had an arcane series. Like, let's just wait one hour, and I will be as if I had rested eight hours. I will, I will everything back except for my health. And I don't, I didn't get hit. You guys look terrible. I have greater invisibility. But I was, I was in the back. <laughs> Again, this is at level twenty. So right. someone giving you an hour is kind of weird. But if like a situ, a weird situation comes up, and then you go teleport to your demi plane, and you're like, I'm gonna need different spells. You spend an hour studying for the weird circumstances, came back, teleport back, because you could do that because you're a level 20 caster, and then show up with the new spells like, yo, what's up? It's like, uh, you know, it's just like, hey, peace, guys, just one minute. You open up your black book you got from Skyrim, and you also, you get teleported to the plane of something Mora, and you're in there talking with them. Now, how does this spell work again? And you get the knowledge of 10 new spells and say, thanks. I'll be right back. Come back with forbidden knowledge and say, let's kill this lich. <laughs> Yeah, the, there's actually very little Eldritch flavor to this. There is, you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta work. You gotta on shove that. that right in there. <laughs> your, 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 uh, your book now. Wait, do you have a book? That's like a... Yes, you have a spell. Book. Your book now has like a picture of Cthulhu on the front with tentacles. <laughs> you drew and it you, with crown. <laughs> <laughs> you open it up and it's got like all these insane notes from the previous owners you wrote on. It. I heart the Yellow King. Tentacles <laughs> come out of it. No, don't open the book. You must not read from the book. <laughs> I mean, I like I like it just because the word eldritch is, eldritch is in it, and I super like it because it actually does some cool things. This is actually a pretty good uh, archetype. Yeah, I like this one. So far, I think uh, one of the better ones, definitely. Next, we have the archetype Elemental elephant Master. Master. Elephant Master. Elephant Master. Uh, the elephants will destroy you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> elephant Master. Elemental Master is one of the ones where if you really want to become, you know, the guy who uses the elemental spells the best. Like, when I use my flame stuff, I use my flame stuff. Get out the way. This is the archetype to pick. I'm personally not a big fan of this one. I don't think it gives you enough power in your element. But let's look into what it actually gives you. So, again, you're losing a bunch of exploits. As per most of these archetypes, because that's one of the only things that Arcanus gets, you're losing a bunch of exploits. Level 1, 3, 9, 11, and 15, you're losing exploits. At level 1... You can prepare one additional spell per day, but of your elements. So you can prepare one extra, you know, fireball, burning right. hands if you're fire, cone of cold, if you're ice, you know. But it takes two slots to prepare a spell of an opposing element. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you know you're only preparing one element. Let me tell you the only time I see this is a bad thing. The only time I see this is a bad thing is when uh, you're going up against that element. Oh, we have to go to the plane of fire to rescue our guy who was... You know, kidnapped there, or we are fighting this red dragon. Well, crap. Not, not oh, really even a bad fire. thing, because oh. there's always a way around this. A broken spell called Shadow Evocation, an illusion spell that mimics evocation spells, essentially allowing you to prepare spells of a different element, except now it's an illusion spell, so it doesn't count for this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's always been a little trick wizards could do. Shadow Evocation is a level 5 spell that allows you to mimic any level 4 or lower Okay, Evo- cool. Evocation spell. All right, good. So you but can get, get around the, that weakness. Yeah, but at the uh, cost that they can disbelieve the illusion spell. Gotcha. And it deals less damage. But there's a way around that there. But you can see it is a weakness that you're going to be taking on when you do pick this. Right. Also, we'll see in my little build I made to get around this also is the Admixture School from Wizard. We could take that exploit that allows you to take a Wizard School and you take the Admixture school which allows you to cast a spell of your chosen element as a different element a few times per day cool so there's ways around this so right there that's not really a bad thing you basically get one additional spell per day which is really neato at level three you are forced to pick your elements elemental attack exploit so if you're doing fire you have to pick flaming arc or whatever it's called right if you're ice you have to pick ice lance so on and so forth right now i don't think you can pick uh the stupid uh force one here no, because it's not an element. Right. You can only pick, you know, air, fire, cold, and acid. Right. And at level 9, you deal an additional 1d8 damage with your with your spell of choice, with your element of choice. It's just stronger. And it goes up by 1d8 every two levels thereafter. 
Now, this is the one I really think is what helps you focus as that element. I mean, without taking this archetype, if I just picked a different fire thing or whatever and I tried to buff as much as I could, I could never do get it to do these dam this damage. Yeah, especially at later levels, because this is every two levels thereafter. So at level, what, 16? This is an additional 4d8 on any fire, on this a delayed is, fireball? This is an additional. This isn't replace it from a 1d6 to a 1d8. This is an addition. Yeah, so it's pretty good later. At first when you get it, Which I Which means multiply it on a critical hit. Like, I personally find d8s underwhelming, but, you know, this is for free, so it's not really underwhelming. It's literally just tacked on top of it. Now, at level 11, you are forced to take the greater attack exploit as an advanced Which exploit. Which I would have done it anyway. And at level 15, you gain a movement dice based on what element you chose. If you chose fire, you get, like, plus 30 to your move speed or plus 60 to your move speed or something like that. If you chose air, you get a fly speed. If you chose acid, I think you get a burrow speed. And if you choose cold, you get, I don't know, can you sled? I don't remember that one. You get a tobogganing speed. Water grants a swim speed. Swim speed, of course. Why, it's the water element. Oh, that's, a, element. that's a, misspade here, a misspell here. I thought it is the ice element. Yeah, it, has, uh, it calls it water here. Uh. Well, ACG. I know, what, I know what I'm not taking. Because <laughs> of this misspell. I wanted to toboggan everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta go find some cold water. Well, there goes my whole tobogganing campaign <laughs> I was gonna run. Um... The reason I like this was we said before, they replace your elements, uh, your exploits, so you have to ask, is it replacing, with what they're giving me, is it better than what I was going to take anyway? I was already going to take the elemental attack. I was already going to take the greater version of it. So it's actually not replacing too much for me at all. And like I said, it's not really the whole you can, can't prepare opposing elements. Not really a big deal because there's many ways around that. So if you want to be focused on one element, if you want to be like a blaster type, this is a great archetype to take. I think the level 15 thing, a bit underwhelming for level 15, getting plus 30 to your move speed. Getting I'm okay because it's at 15. If it was 20, I'd be like, really? This is our capstone? <laughs> but it's 15, not so bad. Uh, a swim speed? There's a level 1 spell that gives you a swim speed. That's a good point. There's, you know, fly. You basically always have fly, or overland flight you can cast on yourself by now. So would you really need a fly speed? Hey, but listen, when you're getting later in the campaign, things get harder, and if you have a good DM, he's going to provide you challenges where it's like, I am out of spells for today, but True. I can still fly. You know what I mean? It gives you some, these are some of your backups. But I see what you're saying. You've got, unless those kind of scenarios happen, you've got a lot of stuff. But you don't, now you don't have to take up a spell to use it. True. You don't I don't want to waste, it. but then again, at level 15, what level 1 spell is going to do anything to anybody? Yeah. I keep going, no, you're wrong. No, you're right. No, you're right. No, you're wrong. No, no, you're pretty right. You're pretty right. But I think I, I think I landed in pretty right here. The price is white wheel. Click, 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 click. You're right. I think it's a little underwhelming. I, I, yeah, but that's just a little 51. As per all the other ones, I think they're fine. I think this is a good archetype. All right. So next is a cultist. Tell me about this guy. This is a summoning-themed archetype. You replace it with your exploits, and then you get some summon monster-type spell-like abilities. At level one... You add Planar Ally to your spell list, and instead of being a level 7 spell, Plane Shift is now a level 5 spell. Plane Shift is an incredibly powerful spell at level 7. Making it level 5, like that much earlier in the campaign, you can start doing your complete nonsense wizard things where you can just, <laughs> you know, transport to other planes. That's an incredibly powerful tool that you now get at what, level 11? Can he take people with him? Yes. And oh. you, you can also use it offensively and send other people to other I was about planes. to say, you could take the big bag. Like, you know, it's like, oh, no, I don't know if it give me a... I got this, guys. Can you just, like, stay here and get me an apple or something? Bring back what you did. One second. Okay, I teleport next to him. I grab a hold of him, teleport to the plane of fire, give him a little pat on the back, say, enjoy your new friends, and teleport back. <laughs> and say, I took care of him. Don't worry about it. Or the plane of negative energy. Or the plane of positive energy until they explode from healing. <laughs> I feel so good right now. But again, like, and again, this is a good thing because people can use plane shift offensively against you. You can get randomly teleported to another plane and now, you know, four levels earlier, like, okay, we're just going to go back because I can do that because I'm a wizard. Right. But again, this is just adding stuff to your spell list. Uh, also at level one, you can spend one arc reservoir point to cast summon a monster like a summoner as a spell-like ability. This is really good. Summon monster is one of the most powerful spells in the game. 
you know, just summoning more action economy for your team, summoning more hit points to take hits for you, summoning more things for your GM to do. <laughs> but again, you're only... don't tell them to take this. Then my players will take it. You're spending only an arc reservoir point for this. You are not actually casting a spell. Yeah, you and, just keep your spell slots. And remember, this scales like a summoner, so you you get the appropriate summon monster per level as when you level up. This is really good. And this is a, this is replacing an exploit. So that's really... I would take an exploit that says, spend one arc reservoir point to summon monster right. of your level. That's so good. You know, <laughs> when you hit level six, you can cast level three spells. Summon monster three, you can cast that once or twice a day. I could cast that like ten times a day now. And I can refuel my pool and cast can even you more. Cast, can you overlap? Can you have two at once? No. I was like, that's you, the capstone. I was like, I have ten. <laughs> oh, wait, Go! No, not the capstone. Oh, wait, no. You can keep summoning monster. So I could summon, like, four whatever boars at once? It's a full-round action, though. But, yeah, you could just sit there and be like, well, I'm just going to summon this turn, and I'm going to summon this well, turn. Before you get into battle, it's like, how long do they last? Around a level. They are they are limited by that. They only last, the summon monster lasts around a level. Around a level, okay. Yep. So you kind of have to do it in You can't that. come in before have nine boars right. and just ride on top of your boars. You could, and you can't use, Have like, them carry you, like, in a litter. <laughs> Go forward. No, pigs, what am I thinking? I have infinite pigs to kick. I'm like mortaring here. They're like income, like just calling the artillery. The, this is the perfect one level dip for an anti paladin. <laughs> this it is. <laughs> summon monster pig. Kick summon monster. I can do this all day. <laughs> Look at me. I'm so upset. I'm so evil. <laughs> at level seven, I'll summon a bunny next. Don't make me. I'll do it. I'll step right on his little tail. It's his little fluffy bald tail. Cotton ball tail. I'll step on it. You're a terrible person. I'm an anti paladin. <laughs> There's some pictures of the anti-paladin in the new Pathfinder Unchained book yeah. that are the best. Yes. They don't beat king picking, but they come close. But they do show his face. We finally... He looks like a normal guy. It's really upsetting. He's got one <laughs> freaky deaky eye. I'm very upset. <laughs> My head cannon is true. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this rich dearth of information of lore I have for him now. It's all ruined. It didn't include a missing eye, I'll tell you that much. He is just right his yeah. location of his palace on a sign. In my head, he looked a lot like Edward Cullen. <laughs> Sup- surpri- a scary amount of similarity between him and Edward Cullen. I, I was say, in the middle of writing. Let's some just say fanfic. he wears the armor so that he doesn't give away his position when the sun comes out. That's all I'm saying. I just got to delete all my fanfics. Don't now. they say that? Um, that. Uh, Crazy, not Crazy Anatomy, that's a TV show. Uh, that's stupid Fifty Shades of Grey. It started out as a Twilight fanfic? No, no, it 100% did. Oh, it absolutely Yeah, did. no, it really, he was supposed to be a vampire. And oh. they were like, oh, wait, I guess make, it was supposed to be a Twilight fanfic. Oh, I can make a businessman. What's the difference? <laughs> well, now we need to add one with the anti-paladin and make that a book. <laughs> Alright, so at level 7. So, so occultists. Uh, occultists, yes. <laughs> Assuming you don't do the one level dip and you continue taking levels in occultists, at, right. at level 7 you're replacing an exploit and you're getting the ability to cast Argory as a spell-like ability once per day and contact other plane as a spell-like ability once per week. Let me talk to you about English. The word Augury is A-U-G-U-R-Y. And I just saw the U and figured, ah, this is English. It probably isn't pronounced Augury. <laughs> but you were, like, so right. Like, there's even need to be a debate here. It's got to be Augury, because why else would you put that U there? But it just looks like Augury. I've always been saying Augury, and I feel bad about myself, and I am bad. I have, I almost have a speech impediment, so I might be just saying Augury wrong. No, it's there's a U there. It has <laughs> to be. If it's not, English needs to go die in a fire. You're right. It's Augury. Augury is a divine spell that you wouldn't get on your list anyway, so you're getting the ability to cast a spell that Arcanus normally wouldn't get. It's a spell-like ability, so it doesn't count toward your spells per day. That's neato. Contact Other Plane, same exact thing. Contact Other Plane is a level 5 spell that you get to cast once per week. Once per week isn't great, but it's a really good spell, and it's probably something you wouldn't prepare anyway, and just getting the ability to ask a question when you need to. Like, sometime in the week, something comes up, and you're like, where well, you really need to know this is the case or not, or you really need to know some information. Like, hey, guys, I don't have it prepared, but I can just cast contact at the play and ask, like, a deity or something, like, a question. <laughs> just contact them, because I can do that, because I'm a <laughs> wizard. I can talk to gods. Don't question it. BRB. Yo, Zonkuthan! <laughs> Got a question for... Yeah, can you put put the head down for a second? Just don't contact Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this you is come a- back. I have to kill everyone. Uh, you okay, John? Like you were picking flowers five seconds ago. You were a pacifist. Everyone needs to die. You've forgotten. Forgotten what? You've forgotten. 
I don't understand. I think he's been reading too many books, guy. <laughs> I told you there was nothing good could come from reading books. Look what happened. <laughs> I knew it. This is why I'm illiterate. I choose to be illiterate. Spend so this... no point. <laughs> illiterate. Forget it. Don't joke. <laughs> so yeah, as an exploit, that's great. I'd pick it anyway. So so far, you've you've lost two exploits to get things that are probably stronger on average than exploits. So this is pretty good so far. And then you got some spells in your spell list, and then you got a lower... So this is just good so far. Level 20, it does replace your capstone. What should we get? We don't spend any points to cast Summon Monster from Arc Res. We cast it for free. And, and they last until they're dismissed. Wait, so can I just conjure an infinite number of No, creatures? it specifies that you can't cast another one until those go away. But again, you can walk around with a posse of what do you cast... This is Summon Monster 9. Just Google Summon Monster 9 real quick. Alright, so at level 9, just following you around, you can just have angels or demons or archons. Just or Azadas. Or, you know, you can have one of them. Or you can have 1d3 ele- elder elementals just following you around as your posse. Or, you know, demons, devils. Trumpet Arc? What even is a Trumpet Archon? I don't care. They're a level... They're a CR 14 <laughs> creature with up to level 7 spellcasting. You can just have that following you around. What's that? I need a ton more spells? Okay, come back over here. Yo, Archon, mass cure serious wounds right now. Like, this is ridiculously good. Twice. <laughs> this is so good! Yep. I, I can't get any farther than this is amazing. You can just... Just looking at it right now. Have a trumpet arc and following you around. Cast and heal on you when you need it. Casting banishment on other people. This is a strong archetype. I like this one. Yeah, this is really good. I really like this one. Conjuring, if the person doesn't know what they're doing, can tend to take up a lot of time. But if you know what you're doing, get augment summoning, spell focus, conjuration, augment summoning. This is an incredibly powerful archetype, and it's a very good one, and I give it an A+. Yay. (laughs) No, it's definitely good. I agree. School Savant. This is just like we did with the Bloodline, except now you can do it with a wizard school. Yay. Yay. Listen, if you're really into it, then just pick a wizard. I mean, pick this archetype. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. Again, you don't get, like... You're not losing 90 exploits here. You're just doing a small (laughs) trade. All right, so next. Spell Specialist. This is a weird one. This is kind of a unique one. You lose your exploits at level 1, 7, 13, and 9, so you lose a bunch of exploits. But... In exchange, every spell level, every time you level up, you pick one spell to be your special spell. The DC is plus one for this spell, the save DC, and you get a bonus on concentration checks to it. And you could do these little neat little bonus effects to it. Uh, If it's not, you can dismiss it as a swift action, even if it's not normally dismissible. If it's a line effect, you can bend the line at 90 degrees at any point during the line. Oh, that's so cool. go around corners. Can anyone else do that? No. Not that I can think of. That is, uh, that's neato there, and it definitely fits in with their theme. And if it's a cone or a burst effect or something like that, you can increase or decrease the burst effect by five feet increments. So you can make a firefall, fireball effect just one square. You can turn an AoE spell into a single target spell. Dude, I'm liking this. Or you can make a, you know, a crappy little 15-foot cone, excuse me, make it now pretty big. I'm pretty sure there's a limit. I hope there's a limit because it doesn't say that you could stop increasing it. Can you make it take over the whole world? <laughs> can I just keep? We need to it? stop him. No, <laughs> I can keep going. No, you're destroying everything. I can do more, <laughs> Doctor Octopus. Huh? That's okay. So just like common sense, there's probably a maximum to which you can increase this. Otherwise, you could just like everyone get behind me. I'm gonna fill this entire battlefield with fire. <laughs> like I'm just gonna cast you know, burning hands, but make it take over the entire world. <laughs> Yeah, uh, house rule this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Okay, so um, you can increase or decrease the spell in five-foot increments to a reasonable level, to a minimum of five feet, and to a maximum of your GM probably isn't an idiot and won't let you conquer the world with this. <laughs> <laughs> that that amount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's really this. That's all this does. So this is neato. Um, but I like it a lot. It, it's kind of weird, and it's a lot to keep track of because you have to keep track of all your specialized spells. Well, you're kind of weird. I know. You don't have to bring that up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. They could already tell. <laughs> Next archetype. 
sick you, burn. Uh, no, I agree. This is a cool guy. I like you're able to manipulate things. I, I really like this because if you want to be the guy who's using some of those elemental ability, those elemental exploits, now you can really twist them around. Does it work on exploits? I thought it was just spells. It is just spells. Never mind. You're right. Stab. <laughs> you just stab it, guys. Someone call. Someone call the hospital. Someone called a call a white mage. We'll get to that one. Uh, unlettered Arcanus is the next one. This is a terrible one. Don't pick it. All right, now white mage. No, no, no. All right, so, um, you get a familiar like a witch. No, no, no. I'm going to read exactly the notes that Christian has provided for this one. Unlettered Arcanist. Quote, why do you want to be a witch? Get a witch's familiar and also their spell list? No. (laughs) End quote. These are the notes that we have been given. So instead of a spell book, you get a familiar, like a witch that has your spells in it. Okay, whatever. Familiars are cool. That's fine. That's actually, you know, you could argue that that's stronger than a spell book in some cases. But the next one is where this is a problem. An unloaded arcanist gets the witch's spell list. Not the sorcerer wizard spell list. So let's take this guy who's based off of the sorcerer and wizard and has all these things based on them. Give him the witch's spell list instead. Now, maybe there's some stuff on the witch's spell list you really want to do, in which case that's valid. But as a power perspective, the witch spell list is lacking a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. that the sorcerer wizard list has. It's actually a big complaint of the class. So be careful with this one. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you know what you're doing and you're like, I really want to cast cure spells and I want to be able to heal because those are things that the witch gets and the sorcerer wizard doesn't get, then yeah, be this. But otherwise... Listen, um, I just want to be a witch with an arcane res. Arc res. Yeah. That's what it does. So I guess I shouldn't hate on it that much. But just know what you're getting into. The witch spell list is restricted compared to the sorcerer wizard spell list, but it does have some stuff that they don't. It's essentially... I can be a witch, that you, normal witch. I can be a witch using words of power, or I can be a witch using arc res. And also, you, you do get the bonus spells and stuff from the witch's familiar, so it's not like it's like the school saving and the bloodline person in that they're only getting a pseudo version of it. They get the full version of the familiar. Now, what's neat about this archetype is that uh, it stacks with absolutely every other archetype on here. It, does, it only replaces your spells class feature and your... So you can't pick two archetypes. As long as they don't um, replace the same things. Oh, really? Yeah. You okay. could take you could take this. None, all these other ones replace exploits. All this replaces is your spell book and your spell class feature. Nothing else does that. So you could stack those with any of the other ones. So I'm thinking, like, maybe Unlettered Arcanist into... Blade Adept. To get the two You're a witch together. now with a sword. It's Ta-da! perfect. <laughs> Actually, what would really go well with this is the White Mage, which is the next archetype. White Mage? About. What's that? <laughs> well, since you asked, Billy. <laughs> Drugs are bad. <laughs> uh, White Mage is a healing-themed archetype for the Arcanist. Uh, on its own, it's not that good, but when combined with the Unlettered Arcanist, it's not that bad. So, what do you do? You give up your level 1 exploit and your level 9 exploit to have some healing capabilities. Uh, you can spend points from your Arc Reservoir to cast Cure Spells of your level, or Breath of Life once you reach the prerequisite level for Breath of Life, which I think is like level 6. I think it's a level 3 spell. Maybe it's a level 5 spell. I don't recall. Anyway. Those are spells that the Sorcerer Wizard list do not have, and Breath of Life in particular is a very powerful spell because it can res people in the middle of a battle. So that's pretty good. That's something very unique about this is this one actually adds an exploit to the pool of exploits. Yeah. Actually, you don't give up... Oh yeah, so you give up your level 1 level 9 for that. So level 9 is when you get the Breath of Life. At level 11, they just put another exploit in the advanced exploit. Do I even have to pick it? That you, you have the option, option of picking. Which is good because it's terrible and you probably won't pick it anyway. <laughs> At, uh, it's called Fast Healing. You spend one point from your Arcane Reservoir and you also give up a spell slot. All your allies within 30 feet gain Fast Healing equal to half the spell level expended for a number of rounds equal to your Charisma Modifier. This is terrible. So, you know, at level 11, you have what? Level 5 spells as a diminished spellcaster? So you can give... You drop a level 4 slot, give your allies fast healing 2 for what? 3 rounds? 4 rounds if you really pumped charisma? That's terrible. That's a little low, That's really bad. I would like to see that to be equal to your level. I mean, fast healing is a really powerful mechanic, which is why I understand that it can't be that usable. But this... I can't think of any reason to use this. 
Just don't pick it, and then pick the white mage archetype, and then pick the unlettered archetype, because the witch gets cure spells on their spell list, so you can apply meta magic to that stuff now. You know, use spells from your arcane reservoir to cast cure spells, then actually use your spells to cast cure spells, and you can actually be an accomplished arcane type healer. And you know what the picture here looks like? It's an unlettered arcanist, because he got the familiar there, using the white mage spells with his left hand there. You're right, okay, yeah. He's actually supposed to be probably the uh, cultist. Occultist. But, uh... No, I think this is unlettered. I think that's the witch's familiar. Your witch's familiar. I do eat scrolls in a special ritual to learn spells, (laughs) so yes, I could be a familiar. So, yes, fact. (laughs) I bet you feel bad now. (laughs) Guilty as charged. (laughs) If eating scrolls is wrong, I don't want to (laughs) be All Uh, right, so we went over all the archetypes. Right, so now let's look over some of the builds we made. The direction I went with my build... I originally picked half-orc for the class because I figured that they would get the sorcerer's ability and that they do additional fire damage. They don't, but I just stuck with half-orc. Kind of a shamanistic-type flavor. What I was really aiming for here was to min-max fireball. I wanted to use fireball. Because fireball's fun. We all like rolling d6s. Fire derp. We, we all like blowing people up. I wanted to use fireball. So, you get fireball at level 6, and I wanted to min-max fireball. There's a lot of very intricate ways to do this there's a lot of traits you can take there's a lot of alternate racial traits you could take but i wanted to very simply make a really powerful fireball so how do i achieve that first i pick the potent magic exploit which i can spend a point from my arcane reservoir and that allows me to increase the caster level or dc by two in this case i'm going to be increasing the caster level by two of my fireball I take my feats, and I take spell focus evocation, greater spell focus evocation, and I take spell specialization fireball. So now my fireball is really, really hard to avoid because I increase the DC by 2, and the caster level, because of spell specialization, is increased by 2 permanently for my spell fireball. I do do a little bit of cheese. I take a trait called magical lineage for the spell fireball, which allows me to... Apply metamagic for one cheaper, one cheaper level. So if I apply a one upgrade metamagic to my fireball, it stays level three spell. I take another exploit. I have three exploits, so I have potent magic. I have metamagic knowledge. You're a level six arcanist. I'm level six arcanist, so I have three exploits. I have potent magic. I have metamagic knowledge, which allows you to just pick a metamagic feat. And I took focus spell, which if you have an AoE effect... You pick one person in the AoE effect, and the DC increases by them for two. And I also took School Understanding, which I spend one point for my Arcane Reservoir, and I treat myself as a wizard having a school of whatever I pick when I take this. I pick the Admixture School, which is a sub-school of Evocation. Whenever I activate this ability, my Evocation spells deal additional damage equal to one-half my level, I believe it is, and also a few times per day, I can switch the element of something I'm casting to another element, which is really important because I'm really focusing on fire damage. Like, I don't even... Yeah, I don't... so now when you get the fire elemental, you're not stuck. Right. So I mostly focus on fireball, but I also have flaming sphere, and I also have burning arc. I have a lot of fire-themed spells in this because I wanted to be a blaster. I wanted to do a blaster-type character. So all in all, I imply focus spell to my fireball. I spend a point on it. I'm level 6. I'm casting a fireball that does 10d6 damage because it, its caster level is increased by 4 because of spell specialization and potent magic. And the DC is going to be 22 for one person of my choice to reflex for half. Wow. Don't get hit with that fireball. Do not be the target of that fireball. Yeah. You're, uh, eventually, he's going to have to take intensified spell because fireball is capped at 10d6. So I'm going to have to take intensified spell, I think it is in order to increase that cap to 15. But I'm always casting Fireball essentially at four cast levels higher than I am, doing additional damage because of my admixture school, my evocation school. And also, I could switch the element if I need to. If someone knows I'm casting Fireball, I'm like, not anymore, Lightning Ball. (laughs) What I like about this is, right now at level 6, you can only cast uh, one level 3 spell, um, and you can do that three times per day. What I like about this is you've, you're, you you know I can only cast this one, but this one is going to be really good. It's going to be a game changer. If I right. get it off in a group of enemies, it's going to be... You've got three chances. Yeah. Also, uh, I should mention the DC right now, I have 18 intelligence. 
And then I got a headband of inspired intel, or no, excuse me, a headband of vast intelligence to increase my intelligence a little bit more. The DC is 20, and then 22 for the person of my choice, which is a really hard reflex save to make at this level. Right. Or at least I have a good chance of them not making it. Yeah, definitely. It's a tough one. Excellent. I like them. All right, so now we're going to go over uh, the character I made. And I made one using one of the archetypes. I used the Elemental Master archetype. And uh, I fo- you, for the Elemental Master, you have to focus on one of the energy attacks. And I focused on air. And that also allows you to uh, cast more of that element spells per day. Mm-hmm. One extra for each level of spell. So I can cast one extra air level one through five spell. So let's uh, go over. I made it a level 11 so that I can get access to my greater exploits. And I dumped all of my feats except one. So that's a total of six feats into extra exploits. Honestly, when I was looking at the feats, there wasn't much that was better than the exploits I wanted to take. I would have thought that um, elemental focus and greater elemental focus would have been good feats for this archetype. Um, You pick an element, in your case air, lightning, and you increase the DC of all spells of that element by one for each one you select. So I thought that one would be cool for an elemental master. Wow, that's great. As you said that, I'm going to make that change. That's a, I like that one a lot. Um, and because I have all these new exploits, I don't have enough reservoir to use them all. <laughs> uh, so this is kind of two things. One, every time I level up now, aside from getting these two ones that you just suggested, all I'm getting now for my feats are extra pool. But... Uh, because I'm supposed to be flexible, I'm not intending to use all my exploits every day. Mm-hmm. When the scenarios come up for me to use them, I'll use them. So let's go over what exploits I did pick. Uh, I, I chose uh, L Focus Air, which means I have to choose electricity. So I've got Lightning Lance, which now here at level 11 does 78 uh, plus 3 electricity damage, and the DC's 18. That's not bad if you can spam it around. Right, and with your feet that you just talked about, the DC would be increased even further. Um, wait a second, which one's the greater? Dancing. All right. And then I also got the greater exploit, dancing electricity. Just makes sense when you show 11, you have to anyway. Uh, I got arcane barrier to give myself more health. And then I have uh, energy shield and energy absorption, which is the greater version of energy shield. Mm-hmm. This is all just to keep me alive. Which, which one's the energy absorption? That was the one where you... Your energy shield's better, and if you get hit by uh, something of that, then you actually absorb it. Okay. So okay. if I get so shot sh- with electricity, I can shoot it right back. L- lightning lance and such. Yep. Of course, you got dimensional slide. Yep. I got yeah a couple of utilities. One dimensional slide, consume magic items, quick study, and swift consume. I think when we went over, I said like these are automatic picks. Well, they can't be automatic picks if you don't have enough exploits. Why I take all those feats? You know, it's good that you got the uh, consume magic items and swift consume because you like you said you need that extra reservoir. Right. Consume magic items. I figured. Uh, I wanted it. This kind of a flavor thing. I wanted to be the guy who was like, oh, let me see that. Oh, cool. Look at this new item. We've got... <laughs> this is a potion of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I'm the magic user. I can identify that. It looks like it's a potion of um, more arc res. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was kind of a big thing. Um, but as you can see, that is... So what's actually costing me anything is the Lightning Lance, which I want to do a lot because it's I've, I've empowered it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Barrier and the Shield and the Slide. The other things I've picked are to help me just increase my pool. Uh, oh, not not true. There's also uh, the uh, Potent Magic costs... Well, uh, of, course, of course, there's Potent Magic. <laughs> but yeah, that, that already costs one. I'm not increasing the cost by anything. So your character's planning on running around casting, like, lightning bolt, ball lightning, things like that. And when I make my, uh, let's go to my abilities, I have a, not an affinity, what's the opposite of affinity? I have an aversion to negative scores, so I like to have at least 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's the way I built my thing. I have my strength at 10, my dex at 14. That's for my ranged touch attacks. Because my lightning lance requires a ranged touch attack, and I need to use it so often... Mm-hmm. I've picked, uh, I, I wanted to increase that by a little bit, but I'll tell you a little bit later why I only increased it to 14. 10 con, because I have all those defensive abilities. I don't need to worry too much about my health. Intelligence is 18, I mean, of course. And as I picked a human, by the way, that way I could increase the intelligence by mm-hmm. two, and I got the extra feat, which is what I needed a lot. Uh, wisdom, 
Is 10 left it alone, and charisma is 16 because it modifies some things. Um, lightning Lance, in your case. Right. This, uh, now let me tell you uh, about why I only increased the dex by giving a modifier plus 2. When I got weapon finesse, that way uh, I don't have to worry about increasing my strength to get my melee touch attacks in for my spells. Now I have my, whenever I increase my dex, my range touch attack in any way, my melee touch attack will also go up. Never have to worry about that. Okay. Now I have a couple spells I've picked. Uh, one is uh, Cat's Grace, which oh gives you plus four to your decks. Absolutely correct. It means it's another plus two. So now my range attack goes from plus seven to plus nine. I've got Elemental Body one and Elemental Body two. And then when I you know guess all six spells, I'll get Elemental Body three because I can pick the Air Elemental, which fits with the Air thing I've chosen mm-hmm. here. And it gives me a plus two to my AC, my dexterity, and my AC. And then when Elemental Body 2 gives me plus four. So I can go up from 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 to my melee touch attack. Or range touch attack. Range, yeah, or range touch attack, yep. And because I'm increasing, because I've got the weapon finesse, when I increase that dex, I'm also increasing my melee touch attack. Interesting. I never thought about taking weapon finesse on a caster. I know, isn't that really yeah. weird? I thought it was weird too, but it, it, it's the only way I could do this, because I'm, I'm limited. I did a 20 point by right um and that's essentially my my character i mean you get so many skills it's crazy because uh, your intelligence is so high as a right. mechanist here so i i mean it doesn't really matter you guys can and you're a human so, getting an additional skill point per level that's right it doesn't really matter because i mean everybody, i'm not gonna go over it we all can pick what skills we want i just spread everything out kind of evenly but uh that's the way uh i made my guy any magical items to speak of no, I didn't, I didn't do anything like that. Okay. I'm sure even yeah, even increasing that, getting things of dexterity, increasing my dex to increase that range touch attack. The, the point is that plus seven that you see just basic on your character, if you're at level 11, you better not have just plus seven. You better well, have no, a magical actually, item and spells. Actually, at level 11, the entire bestiary is things whose entire AC is composed of natural armor. So actually, a plus seven is almost guaranteed to hit most large-sized creatures you fight. Oh. I, I, it's a problem I've encountered in Rise of the Rune Lords with my gunslinger. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you fight an Earth Elemental, which has an AC of, like, 38 or 40, and then the gunslinger's like, oh, I'm in range, and you're like, oh, you just have to hit a... You have to hit an AC of, uh... Oh, touch AC 7. Of 7. <laughs> seven. I, I, not, I think it's actually 9 for an Elder Earth Elemental, and I was just like, okay, that's it. <laughs> Dragon, like, 40 AC, 8 touch AC, and this is level 11. You're hitting the point in the beast chair where you're not fighting regular people for the okay. most point. Right. So actually, that's it's pretty good without that. And even with the plus, bring it to plus fifteen, you're basically guaranteed to hit at that point. Mm. E- even if they have high dodge, that's a still a good chance to hit. Right, and you always have first round of combat. Yeah. Um. Then I picked six uh, extra <laughs> reservoir feats. <laughs> yeah, extra reservoir. I don't think we mentioned this when we did the class. So extra reservoirs, you get three more points in your arcane reservoir, and the maximum increases by that amount. Good. Well, now I got six of them. <laughs> all right, so there you go. We've we've covered the extra credit. Thank you guys all for staying after, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing your guys' builds. Except you, Sally. Except you, Sally. You son of a good Sally. I know you're thinking of making a blade adept. I swear, I swear. If you get a blade desk comes on my desk tomorrow morning, I am just going to throw you out of this school. I know you're going to pick something stupid like battle axe. I will send Erdrog after you. <laughs> he will sunder a person. He don't care. <laughs> All right, well, uh, thank you so much, and class is dismissed. Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. Visit our site for other great Pathfinder podcasts. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening.